You are listening to the Rick McGinnis Show podcast, where Rick and his guests talk all things affiliate program management. No topics are off limits. Want to learn proven tips and strategies to grow an affiliate program? Look no further. Now here's your host, Rick McGinnis. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Rick McGinnis Show. Today, uh, my guest is uh, Jim Harriman. He is from RevLifter. Jim, welcome to the Rick McGinnis Show. Thanks for having me, Rick. Excited to be here. No, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's always good to talk to uh, affiliate marketing veterans like yourself and that, that have done uh, numerous things in the industry and just to get your perspective on on where the industry's headed and, and, and what type of new things are out there that affiliate managers and brands should be, should be looking out for. So uh, I, I appreciate you coming on and I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, thank you. Same here. Oh, but there's there's one thing I want to just start with. So I saw you're a Patriots fan, uh, and you're from Massachusetts originally. So how are you dealing with uh, with Tom Brady not being around? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little hurt by it, but I think uh, I think we'll heal. I'm interested to see how the season's gonna gonna play out actually, because I, what we'll find the answer to I think everybody's question: Are the Patriots great because of Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, or the combination of the two together? So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, you know, ever since I was a, a a little kid, I've been watching Tom Brady, and uh, it's it's tough to see him go go to another team. But you know, move move that he he uh, felt he needed to make. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue following him. Who knows? Maybe I'll fold another football team on, under my favorite. No, it's it's funny because you you said you grew up with Tom Brady. Like I did too. Uh, I remember in in high school when I was in high school, like sophomore junior. That's when Tom Brady started started. Um, being the quarterback for the Patriots. And I just can't think about it. Now I'm 37 and he's still playing. It's, it's absolutely nuts. It's really insane. It, it really is. Yeah. No, I have, I have nothing to root for this year. The Jets are, they're, they're the Jets. So it's just um, expected to lose. So that, that's my season. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be back though. They'll be back. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I doubt somebody it. I'm really interested in seeing though, is I don't know if you've heard of, uh, we signed on with, with the Patriots recently, um, uh, Paul Tisenberry, uh, who uh, was, uh, in the Marines for five years. He, he comes from a football family. His brothers play in the NFL, served in the Marines, uh, played football himself in, in college, had a five-year stint and was just picked up by the Patriots uh, also. So he, with, with the, kind of his family's legacy and having a bit of a break there, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing um, how he performs. And I'm, I'm a military veteran myself as well. So kind of a special place in my heart for, for people who can step away, serve, and then jump back into you know, the, the, the real world. Um, so keep an eye out on, on that guy. Hopefully we'll see some good things coming from him. No, that's absolutely, it is incredible though, how these athletes can play at such a high level in college, then go into the military and then come back out. Like, like they never stop playing and just, and make the NFL team. It's, it's, absolutely, right. it's absolutely insane how, how, how much like they're, they're kind of not even human in a way. It's just like incredible. It, yeah, it's, that's true. It, it makes me jealous when you have guys like this, which are just unbelievable. <laughs> No, it is. It just, uh, it's, it's, that's why they're professionals. But, um, but anyway, Jim, so give me a little background on how you even started in the affiliate industry and how you ended up at RevLifter. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think like many people, I sort of fell into affiliate marketing back in 2005, 2006 timeframe. I had never heard of it before. Um, I, I had recently uh, just got out of the, the Air Force and you know, had a degree in business with, with a concentration in marketing and, and frankly, couldn't find a job if my, if my life depended on it. I was, you know, was working little side jobs here and there, helping you know, family members out, family businesses, things of that nature. 
And a, a friend of mine who was in California uh, at the time who worked for CJ uh, reached out to me and, and said that they might be able to introduce me to some folks in, uh, at the time, a Westboro, Massachusetts office that CJ had. And so, so they did. They, they made an introduction. And um, again, I still had absolutely no idea what affiliate marketing was, never heard of it in my life. Um, went in for a job interview for an account manager role, I believe, if I remember correctly. And didn't get the job. I interviewed, bombed the interview because again, I had done no research, was wasn't familiar with the industry, and uh, was you know a field that you're not interested in uh, or, or not fully understanding of. Um, I think naturally you don't necessarily find that immediate interest. Um, but as soon as I walked in the in the door, I knew that there was something there that was unique. Uh, and I, I was kicking myself immediately for not doing more more research. And so I wasn't surprised that I didn't get the job. But what ended up happening about three weeks later, which was a surprise to me, uh, CJ called back. It was their head of, uh, in a, a head of integration team called back and asked if I wanted a position uh, as an integration engineer, believe it or not. Uh, so I did not go to school for, for engineering at all, but I had some experience in it. And they needed someone to fill that role. So I, because I, I liked the industry, I uh, got a really good impression with the people and, and the company. I immediately jumped on that opportunity uh, and decided, you know, this is a good way to get uh, a foot in the door in, in an industry that seems to be growing. And at that point in time, likely would, would only grow much stronger. Uh, and if you recall too, it was, it was shortly after the, the dot-com bubble and the fact that CJ and similar companies had kind of made it through that bubble was, was a good sign. And so I took that job. Uh, after about a year, I moved into uh, more of a role that was suited for me, which was, you know, marketing and account management was assigned some, you know, some key accounts uh, within that organization to manage. And um, from there, you know, just kind of history. I moved around into a couple of different roles. I left for a couple of years as well and, and moved to North Carolina to work for Lenovo and, and run their affiliate business. And then got another call after after being at Lenovo for two years to see if I was interested to open an office for CJ in Atlanta. And so I took him up on that role, moved to Atlanta, opened an office, built some teams out here, built out that portfolio, jumped into a couple of different roles within CJ during that time frame as well. Uh, and then ran into the guys at, at Revlifter, who founded Revlifter at CJU, believe it or not. They told me that they were looking to do the same thing in, in the U.S. Uh, you know, Revlifter is a London-based company. Um, they wanted boots on the ground here in the U.S. And they wanted somebody who might be able to build out the U.S. business and help the company grow. And so it sounded like a good challenge to me. I took them up on it. And here I am today. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a funny story. You say that you just kind of like fell into it. That's kind of what I hear from just about everybody. They just uh, stumbled upon affiliate marketing and myself included. It's just one of those things where it, it was back in the two, like the mid 2000s. It wasn't as, as popular or as mainstream as it is now. And you just decided, hey, I'm, this will get me in the door. Then you find out you like it. And then, then it, it, the rest is history from there. But it's uh, it, it's always good to hear the, the background stories because they're similar, but they're also the paths are, are very different. Yeah, yeah, it and is, it, and uh, you know, I hear a lot too from, especially some of the the newer people in in the industry that you know they, they end up taking roles within within this industry that uh, similar to me, they aren't necessarily uh, maybe interested in or or in their mind maybe not suited for, but they once they learn a little bit about the space, they learn a little bit about the industry, they realize that there's a unique unique opportunity here. Uh, it's it, affiliates unlike any other digital marketing channel in my mind. 
Um, and those who kind of see that opportunity and are willing to take that leap into something that they maybe weren't planning um, on, on doing and getting their foot in the door, I think find fairly easily that, that they can pivot into something that uh, maybe they were planning on, on doing and, and something that would be better suited for them long term because there there is so much opportunity and, and so much diversity as it relates to opportunity specifically in the affiliate industry that I think the, a, lot, a lot of the, the savvy folks, the savvy digital marketers kind of see that and they, they jump on that opportunity if it presents itself. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because the affiliate uh, industry from 2005 to, to now is is not the same. The just We're going to get into it in a little bit, but the, the just to technology that it has evolved in, in the past uh, 15 years is, is incredible. And uh, it's, it's, it more is. Than, it's affiliate, affiliate marketing is more than just like um, when it first started, it was like coupons and, and deal sites. That was like the big, big thing. Now it's content focused, uh, but now technology is, is coming in as a, as a big piece of it too. And to helping brands convert more of their traffic on a performance basis which before it was, they either have to subscribe to a monthly plan or have an agency do it, which would cost thousands of dollars. But now there's multiple technologies doing multiple things that can help brands convert sales just on an affiliate level. And, that, and that's something that's intriguing to a lot of brands. And that leads me into RevLifter. So Jim, can you just give me a little background about RevLifter? Um, we know they're London-based, but how do they fit into a brand's affiliate marketing strategy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely right. Uh, London-based company started about three years ago. And they kind of fit into the, well, I'll take a half step back and, and give you an idea of, of how and where RevLifter kind of came from. So the, the founders of the company, Simon Bird and, and Ryan Klizat, both have experience in digital marketing. Um, Ryan uh, had a digital marketing agency based in London that, that he sold off. Um, Simon was the um, the GM of Cebu, which was the international arm of uh, savings.com. And through his, his tenure and affiliate, specifically as publishers, he just, uh, he, he had conversation after conversation with, with retailers, as I think many of us in the space are, are, I can relate to about the incremental value that affiliate was driving for the channel and how it was really difficult to, to measure. People kind of knew that there was value there, but didn't really have the ability to quantify it. And, and of course, that makes for sometimes a difficult conversation for people in, in these roles within their advertiser organization to showcase the success and the, the value uh, up the chain with, within their management teams, of course. And so Ryan uh, and Simon uh, came up with the, the, the thought and the idea of how do we deliver this value uh, in a way that brands can identify it in an easier way, in a way that we can kind of measure the incremental value, but also how do we do it in a way that keeps the customer engaged with the brand directly and on the brand site, as opposed to maybe, you know, having the customer leave and, and visit a more traditional uh, publisher site or affiliate site. How do we create a dynamic where the brand can stay engaged with that customer? And so RevLifter was born. And what RevLifter ultimately is, is it's a personalization technology that engages the customer while they're on the brand's website. Uh, and so when a customer engages with our technology, that technology is working in cadence with the brand's goals and objectives. So that might be increasing conversion rate, increasing basket size, increasing customer um, lifetime value, improving customer brand relations and, and loyalty and, and things of that nature. And so the technology plugs into a brand's uh, website. And based on what the customer is shopping for, maybe what they added to their shopping cart, where they're located, even what the weather is outside, 
we can engage the customer in very native ways, very organic ways that help the customer identify maybe better value and better opportunity without actually having to leave the site. And now where this kind of plugs into uh, the affiliate channel is we do all of this through affiliate marketing platforms and networks. That way the brand doesn't have to go through contract agreements and procurement uh, reviews and, and things of that nature. We can track all of this engagement through just traditional affiliate tracking. And because of that, we typically do this all on a, on a CPA. So it, we still operate on a paper performance basis. We've taken a further step to make things a little bit easier for a lot of brands and retailers. And we've actually integrated our technology with a number of affiliate networks and, uh, and affiliate platforms. So our code, our technology that delivers this personalized content on the brand's website is actually plugged into a lot of these network tags that already exist on the brand's website. So our technology can, in, in essence, be turned on and turned off directly by the network. So the brand doesn't have to lift a finger at all. Um, no integration, no design work, no development work. Um, it's just all kind of managed, maintained, and tracked through through the affiliate piece. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I wanted because it probably there's people here that aren't familiar with it and, and how it works. And my my question to you is, how are brands are they receptive to this, or does it still take a, a little persuasion to get them to to do this? Because it, to me, it seems like a no brainer. Oh, you're paying on performance, so let's let's do it. But uh, but it doesn't seem as easy as, as it sounds? Yeah. So it's actually a really great question because for conceptually and from a, a technical standpoint, it is a no-brainer, right? It's, it's very, very low risk, um, very straightforward, uh, no, virtually no heavy lifting on, on the brand side at all. But there certainly is a lot of convincing uh, to do. And, and that primarily um, resides in, in, in the area of just, you know, customer experience because we are engaging the customer on the brand site, in many instances, and, and for good reason, um, brands tend to be concerned with that. They want to know, you know, what is the customer going to see? What's their experience if things go wrong? You know, what, what happens? Um, you know, things of that nature. So that, that after the initial discussion, people tend to really understand, you know, what it is you're doing and, and, and they, they really like the idea. But then to actually pull the trigger on it tends to be a little bit more difficult. Um, we usually need to get more people within the organization involved. Uh, a lot of times UX people, sometimes folks from other other marketing departments as well, in order to get full buy-in and, and actually, you know, turn the technology on. So again, yeah, conceptually, very simple, very straightforward. And, and again, a no-brainer, but because we are on a brand's website, and, and in most cases, there's a little bit more to take into consideration before actually partnering. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know there's the, the larger, larger organizations tend to have the the longer sales process just because there's, there's a lot of hoops they got to jump through and things like that. So in terms of your technology, what exactly do you do? There's, I know there's, there's what, three pieces, three um, services or three um, options that the brands have. Can you just yep. explain those real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, there are, you, you correct, three products, if you will, that we offer, three core products that, that we offer. Um, one is called Rev Convert, and what Rev Convert is, uh, it's really on-site customer engagement, primarily in, in the shopping cart. But this technology can live anywhere on the site. Um, and what this technology does is based on again where the customer is, maybe what they're shopping for, if they've added something to the shopping cart, you know what products they've added to the shopping cart. Um, this technology creates very small, very subtle, you know, buttons or overlays, light boxes, things of that nature that are all branded. So, you know, it, it looks like it's the brand's website when the customer sees it. 
and it engages the customer in a way that is relevant to them based on, again, what we know about what they're shopping, but also engages the customer in a way that tries to maybe get the customer to do a little bit more. And so what I mean by that, let's say a brand has a goal or an objective of increasing average order value. Um, and you as a customer, you add, you're on a clothing retailer's website and you add a, a shirt to your, your basket. Um, that shirt will say is $25. Well, when that customer hits that basket, we can throw a little button on there by the checkout button or the coupon box or, or somewhere in, a, in, a, in an area that makes the most sense. That might say something along the lines of click here for your special offer or um, wait, you may have forgot, you know, dot, 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 some type of call to action message. And if, if the customer clicks on that button, a light box would show up and it might say, you know, if you add a pair of jeans or if you add a pair of shorts to your order, um, we'll give you free shipping or we'll give you, um, you know, 10% off your, your total order. So some type of, you know, stretch and save engagement. But that type of engagement can vary, of course, between the brand. So, you know, if you're a brand that has your own credit card, for example, we can use that technology to try to encourage people to sign up for a credit card or loyalty program or email campaigns. So it can be used in any number of ways, but it's, again, really kind of a personalization engagement technology that is trying to deliver a message to the consumer that's aligned with what they're doing and what they're purchasing, but also aligned with the brand's goals and objectives. The next product is called RevPage. And so that's still personalization technology, but it's a dedicated page on the brand's website that is connected to the shopping cart and connected to of course, what the customer is doing on the, on the brand's um, website. So if a customer adds products or services to a shopping cart and they leave, let's say they go to Google and they search for some type of trademark plus deal, brand plus coupon, brand plus offer, um, this page, ideally, if the, if the brand is bidding on their own trademark plus terms, this page will show up in the search results, both paid and organically. And when the customer lands on this page, we dynamically update the content of that page to be more relevant. Um, again, based on what the customer is doing. And we found that conversion rate of customers that land on these personalized pages are about 10 to 20% higher than what pages customers were, were landing on previously. The average order values are about 10 to 20% higher as well. And then the, the other product we tend to offer brands uh, is called Rev Reward. And it's a, a gift card technology that, again, serves a, a similar um, goal of, of trying to get the customer to do more with a brand. Um, but we've integrated with uh, third-party e-gift card solutions. And, and what we can do if somebody's shopping on you know, Brand X website and that brand also offers gift cards, we can engage the customer, try to get them to do a little bit more with the brand, and in exchange, give them a gift card for that brand's website for future purchases. You know, in, in other words, trying to get that customer to come back in, in the future and, and purchase more product. And we can do this uh, again for, for all channels, but we, we do it primarily through affiliate and it's all, all of these solutions are rules-based. So we only engage customers if and when it makes sense based on what the brand's goals and objectives are. Yeah, and that's important because uh, again, it comes back to the the trust factor. These brands are they're letting you engage with their customers, so ha- having you play by their rules is, is important. And what what it comes down to is whether it's like affiliate uh, managers reaching out to affiliates or the way you're doing with technology, personalizing it. The whole entire affiliate industry is is about personalizing and, and relationships. That's what I've come to realize. And I think on just about every one of my podcasts, it's come that subjects come up and it's so important. And I think moving forward, it's going to just become even more important about personalizing the experience and just building relationships. And, and that's, that's what I've found to be the, the key to success. And I'm, I'm sure you agree with that. Absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, the, the affiliate channel is dependent on true and well-working partnerships and relationships, without a doubt. Yeah, no. So in terms of where, where the company is now, um, how many brands do you work with right now? And, and, and what's your criteria for, for working with a brand? Uh, I know we talked about it. You have yeah. a certain traffic limit and certain, certain traffic volume and things like that. So just explain to the people uh, listening so that, so that they can get a better understanding of uh, if they have any possible prospects for you in, in the future. Yeah, as of now, we're working with uh, a little, little over a hundred brands across all verticals. Uh, we do tend to do really well in in multi-channel retail, consumer electronics, and telco. But we do work with brands across every uh, every vertical. As of now, we do have some requirements in order to work with a brand as it relates to the site performance. So we we really look for for partners that have at least twenty thousand monthly visitors uh, a month for the Rev Convert product and Rev Reward product. And for brands that are interested in, in Rev Page, um, we're really looking for, for brands that have customers that search for, for their brand in, in, in Trademark Plus, uh, at least you know 5,000 searches a, a month on average. That being said, and I can't go into too much detail on, on this yet, but we, we are rolling out new products and a new platform that will allow us to serve a broader customer base. Uh, so customers that maybe don't quite meet those requirements today uh, will have an option to use our technology in the very near future, um, much more scalable solution, more of a self-serve SaaS solution that will be available to them so they can kind of create their own campaigns using our technology still through the affiliate platform if they choose and have kind of everything that I, I outlined available to them. That'll be available ballpark in the next let's say 60 to, to 90 days or, or so. So uh, hopefully in the near future, if you, if you keep an eye out on RevLifter and, and follow us on social media, you know, listeners should, should be able to get more information on that pretty soon. That's great to know because um, what, what I have found out in, in dealing with a lot of technology affiliates is that if you don't fit into their criteria, then you can't work with them. And, and a lot of these smaller brands that are just starting out they can't get involved in this, and it's uh, sometimes it's it's for, sometimes for better because it's a lot more work on the front end to, to get them all set up and everything, and it may not be rewarding in the end. But I'm glad to hear that you guys are going to be providing a solution to help those smaller brands get involved with this and to uh, be able to use it and, and test it out and and uh, optimize it. It sounds like it's going to be something that uh, could probably be using in the near future too. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it as well. The the small business market is it's massive, and it's certainly uh, I feel anyway underserved, specifically in the affiliate industry, because there are there tends to be more resource intensive uh, components I think to affiliate. But you know what? We're we're a small company, we're a young company, we're an underdog uh, in this industry, and we understand the the struggle that new new businesses and small businesses face. And we, you know, we feel that solving for scale uh, in, in this space, especially as it relates to technology, is something that is very, very possible, but hasn't really been done effectively. And we wanted to try to tackle that. So um, hopefully when this new platform is released, it'll do just that. And it will open the door to businesses of all sizes, small and large, and um, everyone will, uh, will win. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. It's it, it, even on my end with uh, the affiliate industry. It's the the education and the knowledge is is lacking for affiliate managers. 
because a lot of times they, they wear more than just one hat in the company. Their affiliate manager role is probably not at the top of their list. And they were just told they have to manage the program, but they don't know how. So it's not growing and things like that. So, so no, I understand from your side, the small businesses are important and they make up a majority of the businesses out there. And and on my end too, it's just, uh, there's always, there's always a need to be filled. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, I know I I appreciate you sharing about uh, RevLifter. It's something that is, is definitely unique. I don't, I don't know many other companies out there that are doing it on a, especially on a CPA basis. It's definitely uh, a good thing for brands and in the industry in general, we're ever evolving and technology is going to be a part of it. Um, Do you have anything else um, that you want to share uh, before we, we sign off here? No, I really appreciate the time and thanks to all, all the listeners who wanted to listen in and, and check us out. And if, if there is any interest in um, learning more about RevLifter, feel free to go to our, our website, of course, RevLifter.com, uh, or you can shoot us an email at hello at RevLifter.com and one of us will, will get back to you. If um, you mentioned that um, you, you heard about us on Rick's show here, um, I'll, I'll be the one that gets back to you personally. But aside from that, thanks for for having me. And again, thanks to uh, all all your listeners. No, Jim, I appreciate it. It's it's always good to talk to to good good people in the affiliate industry and to to see how the industry and the the person themselves have evolved. And it's going to be really cool to watch in the coming years where this industry goes because uh, it's been a wild ride with all the acquisitions and things going on. I, I can only imagine what's going to happen uh, in, in in the future because uh, 2020 can't end soon enough for a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> but again, Jim, I, I appreciate it. And uh, I will be uh, in, in touch with you soon. And uh, again, out there listening, if you want to learn more about uh, RevLifter, you can reach out to Jim. Uh, I will put all the contact information in, in the show notes. So uh, Jim, again, thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, Rick. We want to hear what you thought about this episode. You can email Rick directly at rick at bearcatmedia.com or leave a review where you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe because new episodes will be released every Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Rick McGinnis Show podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are available. To learn more about Rick, go to bearcatmedia.com. Thank you.